let's do it. Hey, welcome back to PJ Sun Podcast. The PJ Sun, no, PJ Sun Podcast. Whatever the fuck it is. I'm your old buddy, Dom. This is episode 19. So we're getting, we're getting there. We're getting there, folks. Um, today is, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to first introduce my buddy, Ben. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, bud. How are you? Good. Thanks for coming down. I appreciate you. Um, how long have we been working together? About a year? Uh, how long have you been there? I got there October of last year. Okay. So or a year before now. I all guess. right. So a year and some change? Yeah. And um, at work, we have a lot of downtime to talk about stuff. It's funny to me how when you are from what I would consider and not in any kind of bad way, shape or form, like a different world. Right. And I just mean in that, like geographically, right. Like you're from where you're, you're, you've been a country boy forever. Yeah. I grew up, uh, till I was 12, we lived in Illinois and then we, uh, moved down to Kentucky and I went through junior high, high school down there and then went in the Navy. when did you get up to Missouri later on? Yeah. Much later. Like, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Much later on. It's not that much of a different like upbringing, but I'm more like kind of city. And so anyway, where I was going with that is the stuff that you uh, know about forty year catfisher, forty year fisherman, give or take a few years, right? Absolutely. I grew up doing hunting and fishing. Right. And that was just uh, I didn't know it was not normal to eat that stuff for supper until some of the kids were making fun of yeah. me, you know. Yeah. I was I thought that that's just way everybody lived. Right. You know. So from fishing to hunting, Ben has told me, uh, you know, just deer after deer and the funny stories you always say about um the industry of uh the scent blockers and all the things one needs to keep his scent down. And you've told me you killed your biggest bucks in Crocs and shorts and a flannel. Yeah. And yeah I had uh, literally had a t-shirt, blue jeans and tennis shoes on. Yeah. So it, it's funny to hear like those guys that will spend their last dime on this and that. And then to hear from you yeah. and you oh, will go out there smoking a cigarette. Yeah. And there'll be, you know, I've seen them, paint their faces and yeah 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 the, the ghillie suits and ready for war and ready for war and i'm going well i i got this flannel on and i shot this deer with a bow at 10 yards right. so i don't know how effective right all that shit is yeah. it's just uh i grew up just uh hunting playing the wind right don't, don't go to a spot if the wind's in the wrong spot yeah don't do you know as long as you keep the wind in your favor you're going to be good most Odds of the Odds go time. up. Correct. And so that's all been very interesting to me. And, and you know, uh, it's not like we fish at work, but let's say we did, you know, catching 40-something catfish in a night is is crazy to me. It's just, it's just something that I didn't have a lot of opportunity to do growing up. So, like I've told you guys listening, uh, I have learned so much from these guys at work, all of them, because they're all – mostly pretty much country dudes that have grown up doing stuff like that. As I've said at nauseam city boy, single mom, like just didn't have a lot of those opportunities. So it's fascinating to me in a bunch of different ways, the things I learned from all of you guys. But, um, since we've been working together and I don't dude, I, like I told you the other day, 
I don't know why this wasn't on my radar from the jump, but I think sometimes that's how interesting things happen, right? They just have to come to you organically. We've been talking about your time in corrections the whole time I've known you. Like I, I'm, I remember, I think like you might've been starting your couple weeks of training, which you really didn't need to do because you were already at another lock, but just talking about like what you did before this and all that stuff. And you brought up being in corrections. And I was, I mean, we had long conversations about this and it wasn't until a couple weeks ago we were talking in the shop and I was like, dude, you got to come fucking do the podcast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's uh, uh whenever you first join, uh, I started uh, the Academy that would be in November 6th of 1999. 99. Yeah. So I was, uh, junior in high school because i graduated in 2001 so i think that sounds somewhere about right so right. why okay well, let's start from there then. why corrections like why where where did that even to me where i'm from corrections isn't on like uh being an electrician in the trades right. all that stuff right like all that stuff is is you know somebody's dad works at gm somebody blah, 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 right. I've never known anybody to work in corrections. So where, where does that idea even like, like how, like, uh, how did it originate? Yeah. Where'd that okay. even blossom from? Where the so, fuck do you? Well, uh, growing up in a rural environment, you don't have near the, um, opportunity job opportunities and working at a state job in Illinois, working for corrections was like one of the most revered, positions that you could get well yeah i dot yeah any of that shit yeah it paid well had good insurance steady and and steady you know and and that sort of thing so um you know that's that's how it kicked off of course i was from mount sterling but i ended up taking the job about three and a half hours away up in pontiac illinois i always thought you meant pontiac michigan for some reason no it's pontiac illinois it's livingston county okay Uh, that's uh Let's say a couple hours south of Chicago. Okay, so let's relate this. A lot of the guys on the towboats are from that Kentucky, Tennessee, that kind of area, right? Sure. Is it kind of the same mindset that growing up, so-and-so's dad's a riverboat captain, so-and-so's been on the boat for 30, his uncle, his brother. his. So I know that there's a good chance if I'm a worker, I can go get a job probably sure. with a towboat company. Sure, sure, absolutely. Um but it wasn't really like that was uh, getting into corrections. If that was the case, I wouldn't have had to take a job three and a half hours away. You know what I'm saying? Well, but is that where the closest prison is? No. I, oh. I, there was one right there in the same town really? that I lived in. But that's where if you don't know somebody high up, you don't, sure. then, then you broaden your chances by going, well, let's see where is hiring. Of course. You know, and... I was a single dad, had two kids. I, I needed to go to work someplace. Yeah. So this was the best opportunity for me at that time. Yeah. So that's what I did. Do you think it makes sense to me? But being that you know, are correctional facilities generally... Sorry, Echo's chewing on his bone. Hey, man. Uh, he's going to just be he's with good. Um, Is it just better to have uh, correctional institutions out in the middle of nowhere for escape purposes like is that or is it also to do with who wants to live next to it like if they just put a prison in st peter's st peter's wouldn't be what it is is that is that kind of the deal with the escape 
chances or what? You think? I'm, I'm not sure if that's the case because the Western Illinois Correctional Center is literally a mile outside of town. Okay, so some of them are right there next right. to everybody. Yeah, and I've always wondered, is it uh, do certain towns, certain counties, do they put a bid in whenever they know there's one going to be built to say, hey, come build it here for because we have, you know, we don't have much going on. We We'd know, all work there. We'd all work there, type thing. I don't. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's the way it works. I hear you. But, I hear you. It's but, just interesting to kind of right. like why you know. Yeah. And heck, I've seen like Pontiac was in town. The that, prison. That's the one that was in death row. It was literally in Pontiac. Wow. All right. So in '99, oh, in the death row thing, guys. That that like corrections as a whole, I think is very interesting. There's a part of me that uh, for a few years of my life, I thought I might get to know it intimately. I'm so happy and fortunate that I didn't. Um, However, um, well, my dad did a lot there and uh, my sister, I didn't mean to put her on blast. We're going to get back to Ben, but my sister is currently doing a little bit of time here in Missouri, and uh, she called me yesterday, and the reason I will talk about it now and that I haven't before is that I just never, I didn't want to, you know, you don't want to put somebody's shit out there if they don't want it to be, right? Because, you know, uh, convicts, inmates, obviously are and can be looked at as broken people, bad people, all that other stuff. So I I didn't want to throw my sister out like that, but um, when she called me yesterday, I had mentioned that I was having been on today, and uh, asked her if, like, when she gets home, uh, she'd get home in March, so a couple months, if she would be willing to come on the podcast and talk to me about her actual time, right? So I thought that would be cool to have an officer on, on you know, outside of the bars, and then also uh, a very recent, hopefully she'll, you know, we'll get her in right when she gets home, hopefully, but uh, somebody who's who's just got out on uh, from the inside of it, you know, and, and, and kind of get her take on it, but the stuff she was telling me yesterday related, it was funny because you've told me so many stories from your side of it. And then she's telling me it's just, it's, it's kind of, I don't know. I think this whole thing worked out and it's going to work out really cool. So, uh, stand by like March sometime, hopefully I'll get my sister in and, and, you know, she'll give us a rundown on what, what her experience was like. And I think it's going to be kind of cool. So, all right, getting back to you, uncle Ben, 99, single dad, two kids, you're, you got to figure it out. You got to go to work. So right. Department of Corrections, I'm pretty sure I can get through that. You've already been through the yep. Navy. You're a disciplined guy, yep. honest guy, all that stuff. So you go to what happens? I call Springfield. That's the hub. That's where the, you can used to be able to call and say, Hey, this, this facility's hiring this, not whatever, you know, your odds are going here are not very good up here. would be best. So I switched my preference over to Livingston County. Okay. And uh, Pontiac ended up calling me like a week later. And I, I, I took the job. We're back. Sorry about that. Kids were doing WrestleMania upstairs and I had to yell. All right. Sorry. You get the bid. Yes. So uh, uh, Pontiac called me. That's in Livingston County. And I accepted the job. And literally a matter of hours later. Dwight called me to go to work. Well, Dwight's a female uh, facility. Okay. There was no way in hell I was going there. Why? Uh, 
too many horror stories that uh, after I was in for a while. Did you say horror or horror? But, yeah, probably both. <laughs> but yeah, there was too many stories I'd heard about it. And after I was in, I was absolutely confirmed it. Well, this sounds juicy. Like what kind of horror stories? Just that females can be... Well, first off, they're about 100 times more nasty than any male cell I was ever in. Is that right? Yeah, because we had to go down there for a shakedown, you know, part of our training thing. And you almost feel like you need deloused. Like biohazard whenever you Whenever you get out of there. It is, they're so gross. What's the deal with that? I, I don't know. That's weird. It is. Because you think like, you know, the 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 female, you know, house, uh, raising kids, all that shit, and that just goes out, huh? It's, it, that well, was my experience anyway. Well, this ain't home and raising kids. It's right. fucking prison. Right. And, uh, you know, heard stories about inmates becoming pregnant. Yeah, how's that work? Right. Yeah. So. Well, and then like they all cycle up together. So you got just a bunch of fucking assholes on yeah. their period at the same time, right. which is totally gross and shitty. And and, and then, I, I'll tell you what I, th- I, I think they're better at manipulating male officers than it is the other way in a male facility. Listen, dude, it's not like they're in there at. You know, when a 10 goes to prison, she's not a 10 anymore, right? Even right. if she's just naturally pretty without all right. kinds of makeup and her and her pumps on and all that shit. Yeah. But it's like, it's still a lot of women. And if a dude, a male officer, let's say, hasn't done that well with women on the outside. They're, you're on it right there. You know? That's what it is. And so then, then some chick throws eyes at him. I mean... Yeah. Oh, look, I'm getting a little bit of attention right now. Right. Bring Ooh. me a cell phone. Right. Should we stop here? Uh, well, yeah, let's... Uh, I, if you don't, if it won't take you off track, I just want to bounce off all the walls and just start asking questions as you talk because I think it's just... Yeah, that's fine. What happens to... Uh, so, like, okay... There's a female inmate and a male officer. They they strike up this thing. She's flirting. Da, 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 da. And what what do they ask for? Like like that you've heard of? What what is first? And I know back then cell phones weren't so uh, important. Right. But like, what is it? What's first? Like drugs? Usually it's drugs. Uh, I mean, the way they would do it is is like they would uh, they would strike up some sort of nonchalant. Uh, relationship absolutely you know and then the officer might go well i need a position like uh, they do jobs with her throughout the facility right and so well i'll make you uh, one of my porters that stay out at night and clean and this and that and all that sort of thing and then it progresses on to um, another favor then another favor and then they might meet up someplace yeah with the i thought the uh Cameras showing. Right. The broom closet. And then, and then she, by this time, she's got her nails in you. And she's like, well, if you don't do this, if you don't bring me this, then I'm going to go. You lose your pension. You lose your pension. So then then after they get them on, on the hook like that, they basically have you. Oh, So what, like, how does that go then if, if, if a female offender or inmate winds up pregnant? Do is it like a mandatory that they have to get a DNA test to find out which one of their officers? Absolutely. Really? Well, whoever she's accusing. But what if she doesn't accuse or say anything? Like, what if they're like, "Hey, how'd you end up pregnant?" She's like, "I don't know." Right. 
Well, they they they're not gonna. I don't think they're gonna go through there and not gonna DNA test every male officer that works right. works there. They can probably get a warrant. They they probably could. You know, but you know, I don't know how much. They might not need it. Right. That's fucking. They you do what we say. Yeah. Usually it's you know. I think that they've they, they've done done it to get uh, favors brought in from the outside, whether it be drugs, cigarettes. Uh, sometimes it's just phone calls. Extra right. Phone calls. Food. Food, whatever, because and you if, know, they don't have a whole lot, so anything is better than uh, nothing, yeah. you know. And if you have a baby in prison, if a female had a baby in prison and she's doing 20, that baby goes to the state or, like, family anyway, right? So, it's like, that's a really shitty pawn to use to get what mm-hmm. you want because you're not going to ra- – you're not going to be able to raise that child more than likely if you ever see it at all. Right. You know, because you might catch more ch- cases while you're in there and end up being doing 45. Or, who knows? I've seen, a, I've seen, uh, not in the female prison, but I've seen people go in on a piddly drug charge that had like 15 months to do and catch so many assault cases on officers that they literally had seg time for the next 40 years. Wow. And it was only doing a 15-month period. Wow. Because every, every assault adds seven years to your sentence. Really? Yes. You don't get seven years in the civilian world for an assault, but in prison you do. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And and I, going back to like the females, you know, doing their thing to like, as a guy who hasn't had a lot of trouble with women, and I'm not saying like I'm some stutter, just in general, I I was raised by women, so I just like I have always been comfortable talking to females. Um, but a compliment, even in that situation. Can, I'm happily married, everybody. Alicia, chill out. But a compliment, even in that situation, when I was younger and stuff, goes a long way. So imagine a dude who's really never gotten a compliment, didn't didn't go to prom with some the hot chick or whatever the thing is. It's like, hey, looking good today. That's enough, you know. Well, yeah, because you know um, these women that they recognize it in high school. They know that they they know the guy that's standing over in a corner, shy and probably awkward. Very much. And versus the, you know, the popular guy that doesn't have any trouble talking. So, you know, those awkward guys are working in the prison system too. Sure. So if somebody, one of those girls that was normally way out of their league. Yeah. Kind of gives him a wink. Yeah. He's like, oh, oh. Well, and, and the oh. facts are females have something that males just chemically need. And yeah. it's like, yeah. you know, and so they can control yeah. some situations and, I guess more power to you if you need an extra honey bun and all it takes is to flirt with this dude. Hey, man, who am I to judge somebody for scamming, right? Absolutely. All right, so um, where did you – all right, where were we at? Oh, though you you were talking about the female. So you would go down there on a training uh, thing, and and what you were saying was you were pretty happy you didn't end up in the women's. Absolutely, because I only did that the one time, and that was – literally part of the academy training and they they sent us up there for the shakedown for for that place and i was ecstatic that i did not change my mind and decided to go to how long how long is academy six weeks and in that time you're we're talking cuffing uh, just from the bottom of the top how you put handcuffs on uh, it's uh right control you know it was uh they called it paramilitary okay. type Sure. Stuff. You know, we 
you know, we had PT yeah. daily. We had uh, tests we took. We had qualifications for firearms. We had, you know. Because yeah, you have to know the law. Yes, you have, you have, you have to know, you know. The prison system law, anyway. Correct, which is different. Yeah. In, in the same, some aspects, but it's different. Yeah. So. Where do all the inmates go when you shake them down? Like, just to the pot, the, like, the, 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 the general area, they'll just go sit them down at tables while you're, while you're shaking down their cells? Right. Yep. That's so exactly they just they have do. to watch. Like, so when you did it, not just that one, but anytime, it doesn't strike me that you're the guy that's just going to. Just just because to be a dick, throw people's stuff everywhere. No, no. But no. people do that, right? Oh, yeah. There's Those are always called those bad, badge-heavy guys. Yeah. That, you know, they go through this little bit of training. They you know throw a correctional officer's badge on their chest, and they think they're Johnny Law. Fucking Rambo. Yeah. Yeah. They're pieces of shit officers. Is right. What they are. And because I've seen it just on TV, but the, the inmates, like, they don't have a lot, but it seems like... And I know this. I know this goes both ways, but just on TV, it seems like the little bit that they have is very organized. And maybe this is whatever I've seen, but it's very organized. There's very little to have. So what they do have, they cherish. Oh yeah, it's it's obviously it's prison, so it's a very structured environment. Right. And you know they get you know issued their hygiene products. And, yeah. You know all this stuff, and I'll tell you some some of the worst things I've seen while I was in there. Was anybody like another inmate stealing stuff out of their property box, or officers that you know this inmate may be out of toothpaste or toilet paper or something, mm -hmm. and them just you know, not giving it to him just to be an asshole? You know that shit happens too. So I mean, it happens. And the and the bad thing about that is, if you got one officer that did this, let's say on midnight shift, and they're there locked up. And they're sitting there pissed. stewing. They're just pissed. It may be not that guy that was a dick to him. Yeah. It may be the next. You come in. And, and they're still pissed off. And they're because they don't see it as personal. They see a uniform and go, I'm getting you next. Officer, officer across the board did this to me. Right. Yeah. So, the, you know, that was a. Uh, that was something I, I always tried to. Anybody knew. We're not there to punish the, punish the inmates. Yeah. They're being punished. Yeah. Well, they already have been. They already have been. They already have been punished. But you're right. They're, they're, they're living it. They're living it. So if they have something coming, if they, toilet papers, whatever, you know, whatever they need, give them that shit. I think so. Because you're just creating an environment, a hostile environment, where there doesn't need to be one. And you may not be the one that... Reap the yeah. reap some repercussions. Of yeah, it. right. So when you told me, and I, I, I would have guessed this about you anyway, but it, um, it uh, cemented what I already thought I knew about you. That like your mindset was always like, they've already been judged. They've already had uh, uh, their peers judge them, and an actual judge judge them and sentence them. That's no longer your job to punish. For sure. Right. That's absolutely. That's up. You know, they say the job of a correctional officer is for the safety and security, not only of the facility, but of the in inmates sure. as well. Yeah. You know, so if you're in there and you're acting a fool, it's going to find you. Yeah. It will find you, you know. 
Well, and 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 I we talked about this this exact thing the other day. Um, it behooves you to be on the bet. Now that doesn't mean they can't turn on you. I get that part, but like it behooves you to be on the good side of right. Because you said at some points there was 70 inmates to one officer, something like that? Oh, yeah. Well, that was uh, when I transferred to Western Illinois Correctional Center, that was open. So there was 407 inmates per house and four officers for the house. I mean, the odds, fuck odds. I don't right. care your black belt or your boxing career or your what. It, You're going to lose that situation. The inmates run the show anyway. So I was going to ask you that. Let's let's get that clear. They absolutely run the show. Right. The just from the numbers. Yeah. You know, if but the ones that are they know that they run the show. Most of inmates, most inmates want to do their time as easily and peaceful as possible. But they also know if you mess with their food, you know, anything that's where the riots and shit. Yeah. That, that's where that pops off at is not being given the essentials. Yeah. So look, I don't have a lot, but don't take that little bit from me. Exactly. Because now I am going to be a fucking monster. Right. Right. And you know, I think it's across the board. Even at work, we're very civilized. We work with Department of Defense. Da 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 da. Right. Don't touch somebody else's food in the refrigerator. Yeah. That's just like I don't even know where that comes from, but it's like it's an innate thing that you just have inside of you. Like, well, dude, I brought this here for me. Yeah. It, it doesn't have your fucking name on. Don't right. touch it. Maybe that's from childhood. Maybe that's from whatever. If it, if it doesn't belong to you, keep your fucking hands off of it. Yeah, one of the worst I ever seen. Um, there was a older gentleman, inmate, and he was celled up with a young guy. And uh, the young guy kept getting into his property box, eating his crackers, basically. Mm. And he, t he warned him, stay out of my property box. And it happened a second time. And I'm, I happen to be working that house, and I hear all kinds of commotion going on in the wing. So I walk down there, and I look inside, and I have to tell the, the guy that's in the control room to pop the door open. Yeah. And it looked like somebody had dipped a paintbrush into red paint and just started slinging it all over the walls. So what had happened was this guy, the older gentleman that had warned the guy out of my property box he waited till he went to sleep and he took his tv and smashed it on his head and then took one of the pieces and i bet you this guy had 150 stab wounds wow from tv glass just from well it's plastic okay TV, well uh, tv plastic but and of course when i say 150 stab wounds shit they didn't go in quarter inch it's death by a thousand cuts <laughs> and he didn't die no i'm saying though, yeah it, but that's i mean but that was that was how ruthless it was i mean for he, crackers over a package of crackers but uh, come on man didn't that younger guy fucking know like if there's but, a like look my sister got done telling me this my dad told me this when he got out one of the conversations we had other people that i know that have un went to college like when you get there, I've heard you you can confirm or deny this, but basically they ask for your papers. So they want to know what you've done to be there. So if you are a sex offender or something mm -hmm. that will get rid of you quick, but like, and then it seems to me, and I'm sure some of this is Hollywood too shit I've seen in movies, but like there's a couple rules. 
that that I, I, am I mistaken that you you know pretty soon uh, when you get there that just fucking don't break these like yeah you know there's there's a code absolutely there there's definitely a code and as far as uh, what they did to get there you know we had a I can't even remember the name of the system now but you could just punch in their number right and you would just bring up everything yeah but that's for corrections all i'm talking about other inmates like don't you have paperwork or something that they they want to know dom i've never seen they seem to know they can sniff them out what they're there for faster than i can i'm not kidding you If, if uh if it's a sexual predator they know it immediately before i do i just think it's another guy i come in there well, They're like, nope, that guy's a tree jumper. And tree jumper is, you know, what they code for hiding in trees and jumping down on little kids ah, and shit like that. Yeah. So Because if 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 a pedophile claims that he's in there for smuggling dope across state lines, mm-hmm. there and and unfortunately I know this from experience, there there are words you say and phrases that come with dealing dope. How many keys, how many pounds, how many uh, right. what'd you sell a gram for? You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. like okay, it's the same thing as if somebody claims that they were with second battalion first marines. Like, oh no shit, what company? They say some bullshit. I got you. Like, dude, don't don't do that, you know? Right. But like so that just the just the talk back and forth, I think you could probably weed out pretty quick but i thought for some reason they had like a manila envelope with them that had their court case and their charges oh and, and i'm sure it, you know well, some of them do that you know they'll request them because they've they're wanting to do appeals or they want to, right uh, right you know they want to look up uh, law books and but yeah. they want their they need their case there so they're going to review it and this and that right that sort of thing but sure. there there's a code so did this older guy wait until that young dude was sleeping because he was a little bit older or just it doesn't matter. I'm gonna get you. No, it was he because he was older. He had to get the upper hand. Yeah, sure. I mean, this guy was in the 60s, you know, at the time, and this kid was probably you know mid 20s. So he knows that if he squares off, it better worse chance. Probably not gonna probably not gonna win that fight. Yeah. But if I wait till you go to sleep and yeah. I smash a fucking TV over your head yeah. and start stabbing you with it, I just level the playing field a little bit. You're literally not gonna know what hit you. Right. Yeah. When my dad got home. For some reason, he was able to take that little TV, the clear plastic TV. Yep. And uh, when I went out to the Motorcycle Mechanics Institute in Phoenix, I literally had a twin mattress in the back of my S10, trash bags with clothes in them, whatever. My buddy drove out there with me, whatever I could fit in the little bitty extended cab. And then I had one of those TVs. And anybody that would come over, my buddies from school, and she'd be like, well, what the fuck's going on with that TV? Clear like, TV? Oh, it was my old man's from prison, <laughs> you know? Like yeah. Jesus, fuck you know. Yep. But yeah. a little thirteen-inch clear, clear TVs. Yeah, yeah. it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. So where were we? We were um, okay. So your first duty station, if you will. That's uh, that was in Pontiac, uh, Pontiac, Illinois. Okay. They called it the Thunderdome, where the bad boys roam, because Pontiac was n- it was an all segregation unit, so you didn't. The courts didn't sentence you to Pontiac. You got sentenced to other facilities. Then you showed that you couldn't uh, abide by the rules there. And you know, fucked up somewhere, assaulted somebody. Yeah. And then you got sent to Pontiac. So it was the worst, worst of the worst. Right. Inmates went to Pontiac. Yeah. 
I know, well, I only know because I remember my dad telling me that um, here in Missouri, well, whatever, he went to Fulton to do his diagnostic, I think. And that, and he was telling me about, why did you change places? Because he ended up doing his time in Moberly. Um, but uh, that's what he was telling me was that, like, they find out if you're affiliated, right. blah, 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 yep. white dude with the Aryan yep. Brotherhood, you go here, shit yep. like that. So, yep. I mean, it does make, and my sister did the same thing. She went to uh, Vandalia first. Okay. And then now is it Chillicothe, I guess. Right. Figured out, which I need to point out too, folks. Um, Detective Grouch that came on here, uh, and when we talked about the Pam Hupp case, Pam Hupp is in Chillicothe where my sister is. She's in wow. a, a different house or wing or whatever they call mm-hmm. it. So my sister hasn't seen her, but my sister really didn't know the whole story because I was asking, I'm like, hey, is that fucking? She was like, yeah, she's here, but I, you know, I don't know her or anything. She's like, what is what what's up with her? I'm like, she's a fucking monster, you know, like don't <laughs> don't do anything to her, but she fucking deserves it, you know. Um, also. That gal, uh, she just got out. This gal, uh, what was the fucking story? Ah, damn it. I'm going to forget it all now. Her mom basically um, convinced her from a young age that she had... Uh, do you know this story? She, oh, yeah. The Dee Dee or... Uh, fuck, what's something her? Something Rose. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, that gal. I just knew all this. She yeah. was in there with my sister, too. She, had, she just got out. But apparently she's doing like a Dateline yeah. big thing and about how what her mom like yeah, did to her yeah. psychologically well she talked her talked her boyfriend into yeah. killing yeah. her mom yeah can you blame her not at all you know what i mean like there are some things i think to just like yeah it should have been done a long time ago yeah yeah she was a miserable piece of shit right well yeah. while we're on this we're going to just keep getting off track and fuck it we'll roll my dad told me one time there was a guy he was in there with this guy was doing 25 i think his sister got raped. They were, uh, you know, high school or whatever, younger. His mm-hmm. sister had gotten raped. He knew she knew who the guy was, obviously, um, and so he found out. There was a big keg party one night. He went in with a three fifty seven. My dad like knew the guy pretty well. Mm-hmm. Went in with a three fifty seven. Blew the guy's head off in front of the whole party. Poured himself a beer from the keg. Went outside, unloaded his pistol, put it away from him. Sat there, drank his beer. Smoked a couple cigs while law while the law got there. Mm-hmm. Stood up, put his hands behind his back, and you know I'm not I'm not refusing. You guys don't need to worry about me. Pistols over there. It's unloaded. Yeah. Uh, here we go. I know yeah. what I did. I'm okay with the consequences. Right. It's worth it to me. Yes. And that I I so much uh, like agree with yeah. being a father of daughters and shit like that. Like I don't ever want to go to prison. I think it would be fucking miserable. What a waste of time. It's like 12 hours at the lock sometimes with no boat seems like a long fucking day. Sure. Much less in there. But it's like, that's one of those things that certain men, certain people, women too, calling the law and getting that guy arrested just isn't enough for me. Right? Absolutely. Like if something happened to somebody I love, like I hope that the prison system, the inmates get a hold of that motherfucker and give him what he's got. But I can't, I, that hope isn't enough, right? Like, I, I, I need to see it through. Well, uh, yeah, absolutely. There was, a, there was a guy that was in the infirmary whenever I worked at uh, Western Illinois Correctional Center. This guy was mid-late 70s, probably. And he is always, I'd never seen him in a house, always in the infirmary. So I asked him one night, I'm 
what are you in for? And he said, murder. Well, okay. I says, is first, you know, have you been in and out of the system? And he said, no, that's my first time ever. And I thought, what in the hell, man? Interesting. I had to know more. Yeah. So I said, well, what was the deal? He said, well, uh, my granddaughter was in an abusive relationship and she got away from it and then she took him back and then this and that. And uh, he said, I got diagnosed with terminal cancer. I got about six months. He said, I just went and killed him. Wow. Well, you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna harm my granddaughter anymore. He said, I'm gonna stay out I'm gonna live out my last three, four, five, six months, however I got, right here in this infirmary. I got nothing negative to say about that guy. And that's the only thing I could do. I was like, you know what? Not too sure I wouldn't do the exact same thing. Six months? Yeah. I'd do whatever the fuck I want anyway. You tell me I got six months to live. Yeah. But not do whatever I want, like hurt someone, but I'm gonna like go. But but yeah, I sure. I, I find nothing nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, I you know. Mean, and I thought, well, to me, there's no flaw in your character whatsoever, man. And None, because I I can't say that I wouldn't do the exact same thing. And other than that, other than the fact that he had been convicted as a murderer, which I'm not a I'm not the law, so I can't yeah. say that. Well, I I think that's self defense, whatever. But he was a guy you could work with. <laughs> Absolutely. He was a guy you you the guy that worked at the gas station up the street you'd known all your life. Could be me, Charlie, or you, me or you or anybody that, right. that we know. Yeah. You know. So you know you never know, especially if in that cir- circumstance, if uh, you had a granddaughter and you're already got a really bad diagnosis. I. Yeah, I'm done. You're not going to hurt my granddaughter no more. Right. Matter of fact, anybody need anything like that before I go? Because I'm the one that's going to, you, right. you can ask me this one time. You need right. somebody that has hurt you and done yeah. you wrong. I, 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 no problem. Sure. You know, it was interesting too. Uh, my dad was telling me about that guy and uh, he was going to be getting out soon. And um, he, you know, he had heard just from uh, life going on, talking to COs and, and, and new guys coming in. My dad said the same thing, just a cool dude from around the way that wasn't going to let something like that happen to his sister. Sure. And, uh, I, I just remember the one thing that he was he was freaking about being free. What am I gonna do? Where am I gonna go? I, blah 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 blah. And the one thing that I remember, uh, somebody had told him about remote garage door openers, and he was like, "What now?" And they're like, "Yeah, man, you just fucking pull up and hit this button in, on your visor, and it opens your garage door." And he's like, "What?" What the fuck are you talking about? He'd been in so long. He'd been in so long that yeah. you still manually open your garage door when he went away. Sure. If you have fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's institutionalized. Yeah. You know? And so he was like that, like, but imagine, oh, well, you know, but like a CD, a flash drive, these little things that we could give a fuck about. These dudes, it's Too like overwhelming. Yeah, it's NASA science to yeah. them, and we're like a flash drive. Who gives a fuck about us? You know? Right. It's, it, but it's. It's interesting how you, yeah, because we got to see the technology progress, the they evolution. Did, they, they did not. Yeah, yeah. So, so. Uh, it's weird to think that a big deal. But again, as a kid, I remember the first cordless phone my mom ever had. It was a fucking trip. I'm Absolutely. like, holy Absolutely. shit, you know? Yeah, hell, I grew up with the rotary phone that you only had to dial the last four digits of the phone number. Yeah, to, that's weird. To call somebody. Yeah, that's crazy. Unless it was long distance. Which yeah, long distance was literally. Seven miles away. <laughs> wow. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. So. Right. So, all right. You go up to Pontiac, the the Thunderdome. What was it? 
They called it the Thunderdome or the Bad Boys Room. They had the the reason they called it the Thunderdome. Uh, well, Pontiac was originally built as a boys' reformatory back in the eighteen oh, hundreds, sometime. Really? Yep. Yeah, and then they added on to it over the years, but it is just like what I would imagine prison to be as a kid. You walk in, everything's gray. You've got five tiers up. Um, just an old. You still had to carry the old Adams folders keys. You know what those are? The great big keys that they turn to unlock. I've seen them in movies. Yeah, they, that that was we were still using them then. Wow. And so this stuff, it it, it it never really got a, a facelift. No. It was still old school still, mechanisms. Yep. And you had to have to go to the each end of the gallery and roll the brakes for each individual cell. That would, you know, because it was a big, long bar that went ran the, literally the whole. I've seen those in movies. Yeah. yeah. That's that's where I started for work with the corrections. So you're like Alcatraz. Yes. It you was, know. Yeah. So how many how many inmates were in that, like where you worked at once, whatever oh, the wing? Dom, is was, it a big one? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's big. It's, and you know the, a lot of times we'd have to feed with uh, raincoats on, you know, because they couldn't come out of their cells, you know. So why why the raincoats? I don't understand that. Well, because uh, you know these these guys are the worst of the worst. They would try to throw piss or shit on you, or throw the food back on you, or you know they was. Uh, not always, but at least one every time you went to feed them. Every fucking day you're taking day. lunch, you are expecting a pile of piss and shit that's been fermenting in a cell for blah, 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 mm-hmm. to come flying at you. Yep. Oh. Yep. And the disease and like that, yep. that's just so. And that was another thing. We couldn't uh, we couldn't ask if they had anything that was their HIPAA, HIPAA right. Oh, that, oh, oh, medically? You know, yeah. You know, I'm like, well, I don't. I need, kind of need to know if this guy's got Hep C or. Isn't it my right to know? I would think, you, you know, but the, they they was protected in that regard for sure. Wow, like a face shield, or just a raincoat? Oh, we would do we would do both. But see, they're the chuck holes, what they call the chuck yeah. holes. You know, yeah. they would. Uh, that's where you would slide the tray in. Okay. To give them to them. So the face shield was not as important, I guess. Okay. Because it was. But the raincoats were because they could just throw it right back on you. But to to be able to get their arm out and throw it, you know, it was hard hard for them to do that. Yeah. But even so. as an officer who treated them all fair fairly and with respect and stuff, they again they don't look at you as Officer Norval. They you are an officer. Yeah, I'm a green shirt. It, that was that was up in Pontiac. That was where most of the um, bad shit happened as far as the assault like that um you didn't have it so much um down at the other facility that i went to you know these guys have 23 hours a day to think of different ways to mess with you or you know what i mean Ugh. because they 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 were allowed one hour of of a wreck or whatever wreck, wreck a day and the rest of the time they're in segregation do you believe in your experience that, you know, they say that you're a caged animal? Like, in a lot of situations, mm-hmm. does it make it a lot worse on them? Absolutely. I, I believe that 100%. I, I can't mean, you, imagine. Could you, yeah, exactly. I can't. I, and I can't either. That uh, one time out of the, one hour out of the day, 
that you get to go out and get some sun on your face or maybe maybe right yeah, or, or whatever so it's you know they just it, it, it is like being caged up i mean i just think that the quiet time i don't like it i'm not i'm less comfortable when it's real quiet sometimes you know mm -hmm. like i i need like my earbud earbuds in or whatever and like listening mm -hmm. to a podcast is i i just i can't imagine in a little bitty cell and then you're with another guy and he's like farting and his fucking feet stink and he doesn't mm -hmm. like to brush his teeth you know what i mean like yeah. all those little things that i guess you just have to adjust to because yeah. you ain't going nowhere right well the the seg you're by yourself if you're in segregation you're by yourself right uh, you know if you're in pc uh then then you might have have a cellmate or whatever but those guys that are in in segregation you watch I was there long enough to watch the decline of the mind go. Really? Yeah. You he comes in kind of chipper and just slowly. You see it. You see it. I mean, I've seen him to, to the point where everything was, literally everything was taken from him. There was no clothes, no property, no nothing. And they would be, they would take toilet paper and lay it down on the steel because they didn't have a mattress. I right. got to take, take, take them from him too. And they would just lay to try to get a barrier between their skin and cold steel. Cold steel. That's all they had. Wow. Yeah. It's hard to, it's, it's, it was hard to watch. Yeah, I guess so. You know, see, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I've, I've got that caring bone in me sometimes to yeah. a fault, but it's like, yeah. does he deserve this? And maybe sometimes you, sometimes you fucking deserve worse, but. Uh, okay. But uh, I agree with that a hundred percent. But not for the length of time, because you will. I don't care how strong mentally you are, you, you you're going to lose the battle. You, oh, you'll you break. Will, you'll break easy. You're I mean, break. people break. There's certain methods you can use to break somebody real quick, and right. it's like. But do some people would they rather fuck up and go to seg because at least I'm by myself? Oh yeah, yeah, that happens, and they and they'll do they'll pick a infraction, you know, because you know you're. You write tickets, and as a correctional officer, you write tickets to the inmates like uh, cops do. Sure, speeding. Uh, for speeding or whatever, just whatever infractions are. And then, of course, that tick, uh, ticket you write up goes to the board. You know, I worked there for the corrections almost eight years. I probably wrote three tickets. Did they not like that about you, that your, your numbers were low? Like no, they don't do that. But, you know, that was also definitely something that would have hindered me from advancement sure you know what i'm saying but you didn't think it was right no no because there's there's other ways you know you have people out there that can't empathize with anybody sure and i kind of looked at it like and you know some of these guys are in here for some horrible crimes but there's also guys in here for the same shit that i did right that i didn't get caught at right so, you know, if you can't empathize with that individual, then I got to question you. Yeah, you for know. sure. I'm so, with you. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty tough. So is the suicide rate up in SEG? Well, I guess they don't have much to kind of hang themselves with. Yep. Uh, uh, out of all the years that I was there, I only seen one death. Really? And that was on death row. But there was a guy by the name of Willie, I don't remember the last name, and he was right at the start of 
my wing and I would wake him up every morning. You know, usually me rolling the brakes would wake him up, you know, and I'd be like, hey, Willie, it's time for breakfast or whatever, you know, and he'd, a lot of the, a lot of the people on death row were a lot more compliant than the people that had, you know, that could get out, could get out of their cells, like the MSU unit. Like Pontiac also had an MSU, medium security unit. Okay. And those were the guys that were, that was kind of a new facility, but those were also the workers that came into the, in there, in there to, you know, keep. Mopping sweet floors. Mop floor, yeah, right, you know, right. Whatever they, right. Whatever they did. But uh, this particular morning, Will, Willie didn't get up. So I hollered at him a couple more times, like, hey, man, it's time to get up. And he had just had a heart attack and died while he was asleep. Wow. And, uh, you know, only thing I can think of is, like, Willie, he, he beat the system. You were. You were going to go one way or another. Right. Might as well be on your own fucking terms. Right, right, right. And it was, you know, he didn't he didn't kill himself. He just laid down and went to sleep and wow. didn't wake up. I guess, to me, that's, uh, again, depending on the crime, mm-hmm. you, you did, like you said, beat the system a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely did. Uh, and, you know, whenever I was in, are you familiar with a death row 10? No. Uh, there was 10 inmates that was on death row. You can look it up on you know, YouTube or you can Google it or whatever. Yeah. And it, there was 10 inmates that were released off of death row um, shortly after I was working there. Or shortly after, maybe. or shortly, Right around the same time that I went to work at Pontiac. And that was um, DNA... Oh yeah, had um, advanced advanced to the point where they had ten people that were innocent, about to die, and that were on death row. Wow. Going back to that ticket thing real quick, and then we're we're gonna go to death row for sure because that's kind of like I'm fascinated. Again, my sister was telling me yesterday she's in line for lunch, gets to make a call. I said, "Oh, what's up? What's for lunch? Oh, chicken patty." I'm like, "Oh, okay," and she said, "A chicken patty and cabbage." I said, you know, is a chicken patty kind of like at school? She was like, yeah, pretty much. You know, it's just a fucking chicken patty. I said, but the cabbage, you can keep that shit. You know, I'm not eating it. And she's like, yeah. She's like, it's really weird, but, and she knows she's being recorded. I know she's being recorded. My sister's kind of a street person, so she knows she knows the way things work. Um, but she said, yeah, the, like a lot of people like to keep it, and somehow they turn it into chow mein. I guess if if the cabbage gets to a point, it can almost give you the same kind of crunch or snap as one of them little chow mein noodles. I have no idea. But I said, you know, I know we're being recorded, so we can't talk about specifics, but, like, can't you get in trouble for that? And she was like, yeah. And I'm like, but it's worth it. She was like, I guess, man. But she, I, I said, so what happens? You go to the hole, and she was like, yeah, you get written a ticket, and then mm-hmm. you do, like, whatever that time in the hole is. And I'm like, fuck. She goes on to say, when they get a cornmeal muffin, they get a little pad of butter with it. I don't, I forgot what she was saying, but <clears throat> they'll, the inmates will take it, <clears throat> excuse me, back to their cell and they like to make something else other than it's a oh. cornmeal muffin with fucking butter just isn't good enough. So they take it back to their cell and, and cook, or, you know, mm-hmm. if, if we have five of them now, we can make a cake and then or with some other shit and then we could, we could share. But, 
my sister was saying that she's like, I just don't see how that's worth it. Now she's doing like, it's like eight or nine months or something. So she's on the level of like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um, but short timer. Yeah. Right. But she's just like, you know, they'll, they get sent to the hole for the silliest shit. I'm just like, stop, you know, mm -hmm. her cellmate is a Korean lady, mid forties or something. Right. She pulled, or she was pulling an insurance fraud scam and burnt down her nail salon. Okay. Bummer. It's illegal. You can't do that. The kicker to that is two firefighters go in to do their job. The building collapses and kills them. Oh. So she's doing 78 years. And, and my sister's like, Dom, not that I go to many nail salons, but I understand what happens in a nail salon. She's like, she's just like this sweet little lady. You know, this goes mm -hmm. back to just like not, not everybody in there is a is a, a serial killer oh. who's cut kids' heads off. And she, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And so it's like, and I was talking to Chase about it yesterday at work, like that one little decision, right? Like whether it's drinking and driving, you, you hurt somebody or yourself, like that one little decision. So she thought to herself, okay, if I burn down this salon, Insurance is going to pay me X. Never thought, hopefully, two firefighters go in the building and it collapses and fucking kills them. Absolutely. So it's like, when you do the pros and cons, obviously there was a situation that she needed to come up on some money, whatever the fucking story. Failed business, maybe. All, right, right. Yeah. Nobody was showing up. Well, I can't take a loss on this $300,000 loan. If I get back half, I've made a little bit, but whatever the fucking thing is. But right. like that one split decision, you could have said to yourself, is the juice juice worth the squeeze, right? Because for uh, insurance fraud, you get uh, uh, four years. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what it is right. either, but let's it, call it four. It's not 78. No, let's call it four. And then with good time, blah, Maybe blah, blah. Two and a half and you're out. Maybe. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, was the juice, was that juice worth the squeeze? Depending on your situation, right? You, sure. could, you could almost argue that logically, like, okay, if I don't hurt anybody, if I don't get caught, I break even, I start a new salon somewhere else where my cousin lives in California, da, 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 da. but it's like... Or just get out from underneath the weight of the debt. Right, but you never had a plan. I'm 100% I'm convinced this person didn't, most people, didn't have a plan on two fucking... Uh, heroes innocent so, firefighters who have families and fucking everything else go in there and the building collapses yeah, well you fucking builders you built this building shitty you know and it's like no it's not the deal no. you killed people right you didn't shoot them with a gun in yeah. the head but it, you fucking two it was uh, your it was your act that drew them there to yeah. begin with for sure two american heroes died because of your insurance scam if you could take it back would you absolutely sure most but, would on any Anything they got all kinds doing. of shit, right? Sure. But it's like that one little fucking decision we make sometimes, man. It can land you yeah. in a place yep. like the Thunderdome where the yep. people fucking throw piss and shit at you. Yep. And you're just like, I went to see my dad one time. And when we were sitting in the little place where you can have family, whatever, um, I was looking around. I was more interested in other people. I know what my dad did. I know he deserved to be there. He deserved to be there and in different and worse places. He deserved to be in Pontiac for a whole lot longer had he gotten caught for some of the shit he did. 
the old man was an outlaw motorcycle club guy, drug runner, prostitute. I mean, like, like hardcore fucking dude. Yeah. And uh, so I'm way more interested in everybody else sitting there than him. I didn't know him that well anyway. So I'm just kind of looking around and I'm like, hey, what? Like, I see this dude and it's like, I know that guy from high school. I know, I know, just mm -hmm. like we were talking about with the females in the corrections, I mm -hmm. know who that guy is. Right. That guy's only fucking four years older than me. So I'm like, what did he do? Uh, you know, some kind of fucking computer thing, you know, I have a white collar shit. Sure. And it's like, hopefully, if you're that white collar criminal and you go to that diagnostic place, they do not see fit that you go to a place like Pontiac. Oh, no, it'd be proper placement. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I say they didn't. You know, I I don't know. I would imagine every state has a Pontiac. I'm sure. You know, that you're like, look, we just can't let these guys out with the general population. Right. We, you know, because they're just proven that they're not going to be trusted. Yeah. So I would imagine, I don't know what it is in Missouri or other states. But, right. But I do know that Illinois was, was Pontiac. That well, was that white-collar dude, and most people, I've been to, I mean, I, I've seen some shit in my life aren't ready to go to that den of fucking wolves. Mm -mm. Uh, you know what I mean? Sure. And it's like, you can put yourself in a real tricky situation mm -hmm. by some Bitcoin scam or whatever your thing is, you know? Absolutely. You know, I think the way that goes, uh, I, of course, the judges, um, they see, oh, you know, there's no rap sheet here. There's only this. Yeah. So they're probably not going to send him to... And they also take into consideration, does this guy know anybody in this facility? Does he know anybody in that facility? So, you know, that that might be wanting to harm him or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so you know, that, that they're, that they definitely place them um, accordingly. I I'm believe, sure. You know. From what I've heard, Moberly is kind of not a country club. It's still prison. But it's for, it's. I think it's very low security. Minimum. I'm sure minimum or sure. medium or something. I don't. Uh, well, the old man was in there with a murderer. Yeah. So it's like, of course, but, you know, he's not the same kind of murderer as the dude in Pontiac. Right. You know, um, he was walking down the hallway one time, whatever it's called, and uh, he did tell me that he was with the Aryan Brotherhood there. Um, and uh, from what he said and what I've always heard, it's you. It's something that's pretty, pretty mandatory to stay with your own. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said... His line was walking one way at a buddy, his brother, his behind him. There's another line of guys walking the other way. And he just felt like a, like a sharp pain kind of in his side. It was quick. And it, it wasn't like, um, it was, you know, it'd be different than getting punched in the eye. You know what happened. You saw that almost come, blah, blah, blah. But he said he just felt like a, like a, like a pressure almost. This was your dad? Yeah. Oh, shit. He goes, yeah, what the fuck, man? And his buddy behind him was like, keep walking. I got it. I know who he is. Like, just keep walking. And he, they got back to his cell, and he ended up getting stabbed. And uh, he, so I don't know how all of it works, but obviously he had to go to medical, and sure. he ended up getting hepatitis from it. So they said that probably the shank was dipped in shit, you know. And 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 I've heard that, that they, was they were attempting to make sure he got an infection, and very much so, yeah, yeah absolutely, and, and it worked. Um, so you know, you don't go tell who it was, but he said that it it was they made it right and stuff like that, which I did go no further. <laughs> I will confirm nor deny whatever happened. Right, my dad's fucking dead, but um, 
it's just it's a wild place man it prison is just gotta be wild oh uh, man let me i can tell you about my first day in north house okay pontiac uh i walk in wait and, a minute hold on one second so this is the first real prison you go to is this place this first one your first day on the job is with these people who throw piss and shit at you and have can't get along with other inmates. Absolutely. That was my first introduction to uh, being a correctional officer. Wow. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. So I walk in, and uh, you know what a D-loop is? Mounted to the wall. It's like a... So you, you can put chains on it? Yeah. Or, keep you, them, or handcuffed or, cuffs, or whatever. Right. You know. So I walk in there, and there's a guy, butt naked, cuffed up in the back to this D-loop, yelling he was going to kill me and going to kill my kids my family and this and that directly at me never met the, never even seen this inmate before and he, the reason that he was de-looped or yeah cuffed to the de-loop is he had shoved sporks in his ass sporks just like you think you would think yeah what's the plan for those to make some kind of weapon maybe or no. just to have no they do that uh because pontiacs and all segre or you know segregation unit. That's the only way that they can get any kind of female interaction. To go really? To, to go to medical, to get uh, a woman's hands close, close to touch them. I seen guys uh, shove chicken bones down the head of their dick. Oh. Um, and and literally that's just one hundred. That's all it's for. Self mutilation. I mean, you know that, like that. That's it's a very it's a common known thing. Absolutely, and, the, and it's the damnedest thing because whenever you first get in there, right? You, you know, you're you get off work, you're talking to your buddy, you're like, you ain't gonna believe what fucking happened today. Wow, it's just fucking crazy. And then you know, six months go by, and you know, one of some another buddy of yours that you work with said, "Hey man, I heard such and such happened on your wing." Yeah. You didn't say nothing about it. I mean, it's amazing what you get used to, what becomes normal to you. That's a very tough thing to become normal. Absolutely, right? Sure, it absolutely is. But you see so much, uh, so much strange, bizarre shit that, that you, you would never think of. That you would never think of, you know. And then you're like, oh, it's not even worth mentioning anymore because I've seen the same shit happen multiple times. And, you know, bless the ladies who work in those infirmaries. I mean, they've Absolutely. got a tough fucking gig, and, yep. and good on them, man. That's awesome for people like that. But uh, without offending anyone, hopefully, I'm not trying to be offensive, but Carmen Electra is not the nurse who you're going to see. That's you're, you're, you're right. You're not going in there to see mm -hmm. the, what you... And so, but it doesn't, that doesn't matter yeah, after. Dom, if you've got, you know, 35 years of segregation to do, does what she look like matter that much? No. No. You just want a female hand. It might be on your leg or whatever, you know. And See, that doesn't strike to me because obviously I don't know what that, you know what I mean? Right, right, because we haven't had the time. We have not had to have the time to think no. about it. Because no. you know, we, we was not put in that situation. Are so. there female officers in a place like Pontiac? Absolutely there, yeah. I mean, how I know that women are equal and I get it. I get it. I get it. How helpless as a fucking man. I don't want to go. I do not 
want to go into this place you're talking about mm -hmm. and serve people lunch. Mm -hmm. I am very much okay with the fact that these yeah. people can for sure overpower me. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. But yeah. like as a fucking female dude. Yeah. Well, you know, we would do uh, shakedowns uh, of the, the way this was built. There was like um, a walkway between the wings. Like okay. You'd have one on one side, one on another, but you had a walkway that had like the plumbing in it and shit like that, you know. A little catwalk. A little catwalk, you know. And as soon as we would go in there, you would hear, you know, the, the inmates knew what was happening, you know, because if there was several different officers walking in the wing, you know, they just start yelling, shake down, shake down. And you hear tink, 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 tink. They're just all throwing shanks out of their cells. Because so they would like, you're not going to catch it with me. You can't tell me that you knew that was in here. But we would walk down through there and they would have, we'd confiscate homemade shanks all the time. I mean, it was. And, and even if you saw a hand throw something out of cell four, you still can't that's not that's not admissible no or is no, well, admissible the other word it, that you can't use that against them you can't really do it unless you find it in their cell really because when you walk on you know these, these inmates are watching oh yeah you know so even if you don't have to get three or four cells down to where it starts to be confusing on which cell it came out of oh i'm sure because everything looks the same right you know so if you you know and sometimes you know the bars are wide enough that they don't have to stick their arm out they can just throw it between it like a and dart like a dart just get it out of their cell but you know we would try to do that you know once a month or so just to try to keep the contraband down yeah you know well let them give it up before we got to go in there and right take a chance yep and i think and this is coming from just a, a guy when you've walked down the aisle of a target before you can smell a lady, you know, like, like wh sure. whether it's hair products or perfume, whatever it is, sure. I'm guessing after 15 years, like that, you, that's got to drive those dudes nuts. Oh, I, which, yeah. which the female must under even female fucking deodorant smells yeah. like a female. Yeah. You know, there was everybody pretty much, watched each other's back you know because you have a captain and a sergeant and a lieutenant and everything to each house so a lot of times the and I, i'm not mean trying to be offensive here either but they would put the women in situations or job posts that would kept kind of kept them out of the way or not out of the way but uh away, away from potential harm direct contact you know, they and... may they may put them in a tower right or, you know, something like that, or, you know, because you're absolutely right. Dude. You know, a girl, you know, if a girl walks by me right now and she just forced her hair, I can smell that shit. Fucking right. And it's got nothing to do with perversion or anything it, no, like that. No, but it's, it's, just a, it's, a, it's a girl smell. It's a sense. Right. And it's the same way with same way with these inmates that's been locked up for. All right. But now on the other hand of the female inmates, intriguing male corrections officers does that happen on the uh, on the flip side of that too? You mean like female Maybe, female inmates? Female officers. Oh, absolutely. There's there's there was absolutely female officers there that thrived on that attention. I mean, every dude in there yes. would cut off his fucking finger. Yep. Absolutely. And some of them are like jacked and good looking dude. You know, you just because you're a convict doesn't mean you're some piece of shit, ugly fucking guy. Absolutely. So it's like 
you've got the pick of the litter and again, you control the whole situation. But did, was there ever a time that you can recall that like a female officer would end up pregnant from an inmates from an inmate? Absolutely did. Really? Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. It happened more than you really. Yeah. More than you think. Do you think the hope, and I obviously you can't really speak on it because, well, unless you know them, was the hope that like they would get out and have this relationship and their dad would come raise the kid? I mean, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, that was it. That because was it. You know. on the flip side of it, a male needs extra toothpaste or extra this or extra that too. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. That's a fucking, that's a, what a crazy yeah. world. I actually uh, knew a captain that got, uh, Involved with an inmate that I mean, been in the system a long time, had high ranking. The and inmate or the captain? The captain. Okay. The captain was high ranking guy, but uh, you know, once they started their their deal, he he quit. He resigned. Was she getting out soon? She was getting out within like three or four months. Or Maybe. Whatever. Maybe. Unless you fucked up. Yeah, but yeah, he resigned from it. Would you have any way of knowing if that ended up working out? Like no clue. Hell, that was been twenty some odd years ago. Wow. To give it all up. Yes. For a piece of ass. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean and and, you know, hey, look, man, she she could have gotten out and and straightened her shit up and been fine, but like but that's your career too. And I don't know. I don't know what she was in for. I hear you. I hear you. you know, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, right. It could have been, you know, like I said earlier, a lot of, you know, some of these guys are in for the same shit that I was doing too back Absolutely. At, at one point in time. Yeah. You know, just didn't get caught at whatever. Yeah. And they did. So, yeah. you know, just because you're an inmate does not make you a bad person. I, I, That's absolutely. I don't believe so either. Right. Uh. <sighs> I mean, this this thing could go. I, just the stories have got to be endless. Okay, is Pontiac where Death Row was? Yes. How many years did you want? Did you do on Death Row? Um, I was in Pontiac for a little over two years, so I was on Death Row for about a year, and then I transferred. Which is like a when you transfer within the facility, it's like. A position comes open, and then you bid on that position. Yeah. Then if you're, you know, depending on the shift, you know, because it, it breaks down completely like that. Of course. You know, and then that was a union job. So if you had the most seniority, then, and you put in for it, and you was the highest one, then that's what you went to. Yeah. So I was on, I worked on death row for about a year. Why did you put in for a death row job? Like, was that, is that just? Oh, I didn't. They, they placed me there. <laughs> I was the new guy. So yeah, you know, it was a. Uh, I, I was just placed on death row. Is that something you would not have wanted to do? Like, okay, you know, you're working there. It's wild enough that your first day, this dude shoving shit up his ass and wanting to kill you and your family. That's mm. that's a whole thing. But like, did you hear stories about death row that would make you not want to go there or anything? Oh geez, yeah, that was a. I made the mistake of looking up an inmate while I was on death row. That that was one of them that was on my wing that I took care of and. You know, because these guys are cuffed up just to go 13 feet or 30 feet or whatever down to the shower. I mean, they're leg irons, belly chains, everything. Two officers, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's... Mandatory shit. Yeah, because these guys are bad, bad. 
So I made the mistake whenever I f- had first gotten there and uh, looked up an inmate, and I read the case file on him, and that was, I swore I said, well, I will not read another one. What was it? Because the, uh, the, the, the horror that this guy did is you cannot possibly look at the dude the same way again. Really? You just can't. Uh, this guy was a friend of the family, I guess, at some point in time. Now, this would have been back in the 70s, okay. probably. And um, this couple had this like, nine-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. And they had to do something. They didn't, you know, they had to go away and do something for a day or two or whatever. Mm-hmm. But this was supposedly a family friend of them. And said, "Hey, can you can you watch your kid? You know, we'd be only going to be gone. I don't know if it was what got them out of the house. Whatever, yeah." And he's like, "Yeah, okay, no problem. Sure, you know, I can do that." And whenever the whenever they came back, uh, he had hung her up on a tree limb that leaned over that went over the driveway and disemboweled her and left her to hang there until that's the first thing they saw whenever they pulled back into their driveway was her daughter, their daughter in that condition field dressed like a fucking animal just just ripped from her uh, chest cavity clear down and he didn't he didn't even run from it he was still in the house what do you is that mental health you think has to be i would think i mean that was a stupid fucking question because you know you and i couldn't think of Mm -hmm. i mean that's that's just it that's not even possible in the normal you know, I have mental health problems, but they ain't mm-hmm. fucking like yeah. that, you know? Yeah, and you know, every time I'd go to get this guy out of the cell for whatever reason, either that's that's the image of that. Oh. that of course, you know, you can you can make worse images in your head not being able to see it than actually seeing it. I don't know if you can make that worse, right? You, right. A I mean, nine year old innocent child. Child. That was that. That was. I was like, okay, I don't want to hear, you know. And I heard, I heard other stories, like other officers would read cases, and like, well, this guy cut a cut a baby out of a pregnant woman, and you know, belly, and just. I was like, yes, Lord, I I, I don't want to know anymore. Wow. They're not they're not in here for uh, writing bad checks. Yeah, so that's all I need to know. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Do you? I mean, is there a conversation you have with that guy? Like, no, no, I just, I didn't, I didn't converse with uh, any of those guys really on death row. I mean, besides, uh, hey, it's time for shower. Whatever. Time to wake up. It's time to shower. Um, it's rec time. You, do you want it? You, you offer it to them. Some of them wouldn't even go out. You know, to the pods out, out on, on the yeah. What's yard. the point of trying to enjoy anything? Death is. I mean, death's coming to all of us anyway, but, like, that's a very different... Yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, a lot of the inmates had more perks... Uh, inmates on death row had more perks than the, some of the guys that was in general pop. Yeah. I don't want to... I want to go back to that, but, like, that's a moral dilemma for me, right? Because I think, I hope, I would be the type of officer you were and and not judge these people. And, I mean, of course, like you said, you wish you would have never fucking read that no. file, but, yeah. like... I'm not sure 
how fair I could be to a person who mm. is capable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's not for me to say like, oh, yeah. fuck that dude. I'm just saying like yeah. in general, like knowing that you're uh, that you're in an arm's distance away from a human being that can oh, do yeah. that to a child. Like arm's distance, she had physical contact. Right. With him. It might. It would yeah. cross my mind a lot. You know that like. Of course. Okay, real quick. What was the um? What was the method in of death row? Was that was that lethal injection? It was, but okay. that was it wasn't done at Pontiac. Well, the reason I asked that question, that's not sufficient for a person like for a, a, a human like that, you know? For you just to go fucking take a nap isn't good enough. Mm-hmm. I believe you should be fucking disemboweled in front of your kids. You, no, yeah. not your kids, because that's now affecting children. Something t- terrible should happen yeah. to you. In yeah. my you know? And Dom, this guy looked like he might sell insurance. Really? Yeah, because you you think it uh you think they're monsters. They are monsters, but they're not monsters like I had them pictured as being just this overwhelmingly large, you know, until you're exposed to, to they're just people. But yeah, this guy absolutely looked like he was should be selling insurance someplace. He did not look like he was capable of of the shit that he did. Yeah, but you can't see inside their inside their right, mind, right? You know, on what kind of demented shit's going on. And it's almost like if you could, you know, there should be studies done. And and sometimes mm-hmm. those guys will do the interviews and all that. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's not interesting. It's fucking sickening. But what happened that day? You and you and Violet were watching TV and you made her some chicken nuggets and then where at what point and why yeah. and like where did that come from in a tree in their driveway like it, it's all okay it's the, to me after I read it I was like uh, it's one thing to uh, kill somebody of course but this guy absolutely made a display to make sure that it would affect her parents to the maximum. I mean, can you fucking even imagine you having kids? Like, like, you know what I mean? Well, and, and, and going back to what you said, there's this totem pole or pillar of it's one thing to hurt someone. It's one thing to accidentally kill someone. It's one thing to kill someone. It's one thing to kill two people and five and da 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 Child. Child, yes, is like way fucking different than 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 yeah. a regular murder. It's not right or wrong. Or it's elderly, just, child and the elderly. It, those are the ones you don't you don't fuck with, right? In my opinion. But then, but then, but then, even a a, a, a bullet point or another lane or whatever the fuck column of 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 hurting a child is something like that, you know? Oh, that's. I that, mean, that's that, max. That's a that's a level of evil. That doesn't it doesn't get higher than that, I don't think. How do humans get there? It's not for mm-hmm. you and us to decide. It's just an, it's an a, interesting question. Like it is. It like, is. you know, it's it, you get in a bar fight, it's like, oh, I was fucking drunk and got in a fight, this sure. asshole touched my old lady's butt or whatever the mm-hmm. fucking thing is, but like where how I how do you even imagine doing something so just heinous? That that's wild, yeah. man. Yeah. I couldn't, you know, most people uh, we all have. We're all capable of murder. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. No question. You know, what uh, my brain would never work to that level. Right. That's the thing. 
you know, if somebody harmed me or my family or something like that, right. I was going to, yeah, I could I could shoot him like I was killing a rabbit dog. Of course. You know, that would be no problem. Yeah. But this guy sat and thought, well, how can I make this the most horrific thing? Yeah. That ever. Ever. That ever. Be possible. Yeah. And, 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 what, is there, you know, is this a thing where, again, just conversation, you and I can't come up with these answers, but like, was there a voice in his head telling him to do, like, how? I mean, I can't, you just, you, that that's some shit you can't mm. even imagine. Sure. So, okay, let's, that'll piss me off. The, the, the guys on death row had more, um, uh, not freedom, but like you were saying, jobs and stuff. Oh, well, they have more amenities than, than most people. In general pop ed, like, uh, cause you have advocacy groups that are all about, you know, no doing away with death row altogether. So they would, you know, they had like paints and easels and different kinds of games that wasn't normally allowed in general population, you know, and like I say, for the most part, you never had any trouble out of those guys that were on death row. Until, you know, if their date started to, to creep up, you know, their yeah. DOE, then they would do something small to make it catch an assault just so it would reset the system. Yeah, kind of an appeal. Yeah. Or whatever. Or yeah. Like, oh, I caught a case. You can't you can't off me on this date. The fifteenth ain't happening. Right. Yeah. When it's inevitable anyway. Yeah. It's just to push it back six months and right. you know, if you and I knew that the fifteenth was our day. I don't know. You might do something to, to sure. extend that. Just to, even if you're, even though you're on yeah. death row and you got a fucking easel with paint, right? It's still something. Well, and they would do this. You know, I don't know exactly how far out they're they because the where they actually did the executing, and I don't know. Hell, I have, I have no idea when was the last one they was even done, but it was done at a Tams facility, was the name of the facility in Illinois, and it was down south. So I would thought, you know, a month out maybe, well, we transfer this guy to Tams, and he's that's where he'll stay until he dies. Until he dies. So, but the inmates knew, you know, whenever it was coming up close. But uh, yeah, but for the most part, those guys that were on death row, they didn't give you any any troubles whatsoever. They wanted to do their time as peacefully as possible, for sure. Yeah, you you, know? s- you said that too about, and I think you were talking about like general population stuff but for the most part you were given the older guys who had more time those porter type jobs than the younger kids coming in oh absolutely yeah what's what's up with that well because the the guys the older guys that had the time to do they were there they want uh they want that porter job because it gets them out of the cell more yeah than it does everybody else because they get to get out and clean and do the and and you also got to watch those guys because they're passing contraband from cell to cell, and you know they're, they're you're doing, pretty aware of that. They're doing fishing, yeah, they're fishing, you know, and so like and as they would, well, the young guys uh, had fifteen months, year, two years, whatever it is. Yeah, they're they're still in there, cocky as shit, and trying to trying to impress the other inmates. Like, yeah, I'm a badass, and this yeah, and that, street you know, cred, street cred. So, you know, they're mouthy to the officers for the most part and you know fuck you punk you know right you know, that kind of shit and uh the the guys that was in there for you know armed robbery and murder and stuff and that had a lot of time to do i'm like yeah come on 
That, that's who I would hire. Wow. Because they would, they would, they want to do their time easy yeah. if they can. Yeah. So even though you know and you seem, uh, and I'm sure you were different when you were younger, like we all were, but like a very just kind of even keeled guy, if I had to describe your, um, you know, state of being. Even knowing that they're trying to get a rise out of you or they're just punk kids or whatever, like, isn't that still hard to not react to? Yeah. Um, you know, there uh, there was a couple times where fight would break out, and that was a 10-10 was, was what they called it on the radio. Okay. Like That's yeah, a fight. That's a fight. Okay. And uh, me and this other officer just happened to be on the walks that time. It was a, shortly after uh, dinner time. There was inmates in the gallery that was cleaning up and shit. Mm. And I walked by looking, and I see these guys are just throwing, going, going at it, you know. So I called the 1010 on the radio. Me and the, my other, my buddy go in there, and we get it broke up, and we get them cuffed up. And, you know, adrenaline's high, you know, because you're, you're in there. And yeah, you're, yeah. You're it's fighting. a fight. You're, it's, it's a fight. But after we get these two going well i got a hold of one and we're walking them back to segregation and my buddy's sitting there and he's still jerking on the handcuffs and shit because he's all fucking amped up i mean i said hey bud they're cuffed up it's you know dial it back yeah this shit's over with yeah we're we're, we're, we're taking them to seg and then he after he calmed down he made a comment to me and he's like man i don't know how you do it i don't he said i was he said i would have beat the shit out of that guy and i'm like that's that's not what we're here. That's not what we're here for. Yeah, they're they're, they're 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 cuffed, bud. They're cuffed. They're not hurting any each other anymore, and they can't hurt us. Well, and again, that's a good way to get fucked up next time when you're not thinking it, because that dude's not gonna forget. No, he no. will not be forgetting mm -hmm. that he got beat up while As he was, he was hand, handcuffed. Yeah, right. That's some punk shit to that's do. That's some punk shit anyway. To do. Right. Wow. So you you okay? Was is there ever? Has there ever been? So say this punk kid is just a mouthy motherfucker and he's the toughest thing in the world and this and that, and he is on the wrong side of another inmate who he pissed off or stole their crackers or this or that, <clears throat> and maybe you, uh, maybe an officer, not you, would walk a little slower to break that up because maybe he deserves exactly what he get is getting? Um, I don't know... That I've ever. Uh, well, I guess you might not know the situation all the time. Right. Okay. But I will tell you, uh, you know, my demeanor has not always been, or it's not that all the time. I, uh, whenever I was working up in Pontiac, I was telling you that they had to, anytime they left a the cell, they had to be in yeah. leg irons and belly chains. Yeah. Right? So one of the games that they would like to do is after they would get in there and they'd back up to the, Chuck hole. Right. You get the handcuffs, then they dart to the back of the cell. Come get these fucking belly, belly chains, punk. Come oh. on in here, motherfucker. That type of thing, you know. And uh, Now that their hands are free. Right now that their hands are free. Okay. So, you know, and it, it was so dumb on their part. Because if they think I'm just going to open up that door and go in and get it. No, whenever I come in. We're going to show you why you don't do that. There's going to be four of us. There's going to be four or five of or us. Or whatever. Yeah. You know, there's going to be a tack team come in. That's what, that's, that's what we're doing. So he was doing that, you know, calling me names. Come on in here, bitch. You big motherfucker. You yeah. think you're tough. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. You know, that type of thing. I'm like, 
I just shut the check hole up. I said, I'll be back in a minute. And there was a guy, last name was Eustace. Dommy made me look like a little dude. Yeah. He was just an absolute monster. And we came in, sergeant, lieutenant, captain, me and Eustace. We popped it open, and when we got done with this guy, we had him hogtied in the back. We but uh, put the cuffs on him backwards, yeah. and you could just reach down and carry him out like a suitcase. Yeah. But before then, I was up there where they was trying to get the cuffs on him, and he was pursing his lips up like he was trying to spit on me. And every time he did, I just dig my knee into his neck a little little harder. Sure. And uh, the sergeant, after we got him, he was trying to reprimand me. He's like, yeah, you would had a little excessive use of force there, didn't you? I said, well, I'll do respect, Sarge. He wasn't trying to spit on you. Yeah, I don't think so. He was trying to spit on me. Right. I said, I don't know what this dude's got. Yeah, next time we can switch positions and you can come right. be right there by his right. face. And the lieutenant, after I said that, started laughing. He says, he's right. You weren't up there by his face. Good point. So uh, Write me up, I guess. Yeah, but I and he didn't because, you know, but that sergeant didn't like me from that point forward because... He got outranked by the lieutenant saying, yeah, he's fucking right. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, you know, so. Well, sometimes you're not always right, Yeah, you know. Right. Sarge. <laughs> right. Did uh, did any, well, you? I think you might have answered this already, but when did any of the death row inmates when you were on there leave to go die? Not to my knowledge. So it wasn't like Charlie was in that cell and then one day he's gone and, and you found out like that he no. went up? I mean, even to have an execution, uh, like I said, I don't even know when the last one was. I mean, why aren't they just getting rid of these motherfuckers? What are we keeping them around for? Nah, I mean, that sounds cruel, but yeah. well, we we don't run through them like Texas does. <laughs> why Texas? That's real. Oh yeah, yeah. Texas, you know, they put in an express lane, and I'm not sure that they don't have a right. You know, I think that you should have a certain amount of appeals and. If you exhaust all those and they're like, no, you did this. This yeah. is your DNA. Yeah, you're guilty. You're guilty. You know, get them out. Because for each inmate, I know this was. Oh, here we go. For each inmate, the, the, the it costs like $21,000 per inmate. That was in Illinois. And that was back in the 90s and early 2000s. And that's a year. That's per year, per inmate. Medical, food, uh, clothing. Uh, Everything. Uh, yeah. uh, yeah. Hygiene. Da, 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 da. <laughs> 21 grand a year per inmate. So I'm like, yeah, you know what? And what's what's that shot cost that they give them? You know, uh, nothing, 50 cents a buck. Mm -hmm. Do you know what that is, what the concoction is to, for on the, for the lethal? I do not know. Are they still doing that in Texas, or do they still have the chair? I no, don't know. I don't think anybody has a chair anymore. That's fucking wild. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I know that one of them, one of the states, I remember reading this recently, and I can't recall what state that had to... Had the chair up to like 10 years ago. Really? Yeah. Now, that's a fucking way to go. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. That That's wild. Yep. Growing up, this is a, a not famous story, but like it was a, it was a big deal, especially because it was it involved friends of mine and mm -hmm. uh, that I went to school with. Um, the dad hires a hitman to kill the mom. Dad mm. and hitman get caught. I don't think... No, I think the dad... It might have just been the hitman. Anyway, um, but my friends were given the option to go watch him die. Wow. Yeah, and this was um, 90s, so 
it was not on film, but they like the the news and shit because it was such a big case, right? Big family and like it was fucked up. Uh, of course, it was fucked up. But um, the the news was like there when it was you know they're outside mm. and shit. But like my friend, my age, um, went in and watched this thing, and I remember th- I never talked to my friend about it, um, but as a you know young teenager like i remember thinking like what would i do in that situation whether you would go or whether you would right now no one's taken my mom from me in that manner so i can't answer that question of course but it's like it was a tough thing to think that like Mm -hmm. boy that that friend of mine's gotta know that for the rest of he or she's life yeah you know but it's like did that bring you closure your mom's still not here. Kind of, you know what I mean? It just fucking sucks either I way. I don't, obviously I can't say for sure, but because I've never been put in that situation, but I think I know my own head well enough. I wouldn't want to be there. I wouldn't want to go. No. Mm-mm. I just don't think it'd be good enough for me. If mm. someone killed my mom, mm. them them laying down on a table and going to sleep and like some priest coming in and praying on him. And she's like, well, wait, wait a minute now. Why are we trying to make this motherfucker out to right. be somebody, you know, yeah. that deserves this mm. or that? Fuck that. Hit him in the head with something heavy. Right. Let, right. It, let it ride. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I, I guess, you know, once he's dead, he's dead. But the, the, the demented part of me thinks the same way you do a little bit as far as like, just going to sleep, that's how you're going to kill him? Your victim didn't get to go that easy. Your victim didn't get to go that easy. So why are we making it easier on you? Right, right. You know, like when Jeffrey Dahmer, when they killed oh, him, yeah. they I think they shoved a broomstick up his... I mean, they fucking beat his head off of a toilet. Oh, yeah. They, beat, they, they said it was a fucking massacre when they got yeah. him. I don't have a problem with it. I'm like, well... And I think they knew that, that that's what was going to happen. Right, you to have him. to. I mean, with the, because they had him in protective custody. Yeah. And then how long after he hit General Pop did this happen? Not very long. So those inmates are just waiting. Did he get sent to General Pop? That's how it happened. Oh, I figured yeah. just because I, I was going to say. Him and dude were on a cleaning detail. Really? Yeah. And the the other guy that was put in a cleaning detail with him, he's the one that killed him. Good on him. Yeah. Because I was going to say, even in general population. Even with the the rapist and the pedophiles, the fucking worst of the worst, there's still a code there. I'm sure. Like like as far as if you, well, I don't know how it gets much more heinous than than pedophiles. I, I don't. That's that's the the worst in my opinion. Right, but I I'm think guessing they should get more time than murders. That's just me. Yeah, I don't I don't understand that at yeah, all. I don't get it either. You know, because I'm guessing if a judge if that hit close to home, the sentence might be a little heavier. Not not his mm-hmm. not his. Mm-hmm family specifically but like you know anyway that that's that's pretty wild so it cost 21 grand roughly a year 20 years ago right to keep an inmate yep what is this is just i'm interested in all the little things that no one cares about what is the food like where does that like is it because you have to see the food i mean is it like dom it's not near as bad as what you think it is really oh no kind of like high school lunch kind of like and you know, I would go back here. I go back and talk to the cooks. You know, and of course, that's the most dangerous place in yeah. the facility because you know they've got knives and they're cutting and they're you know they're checking out and things. You know, but I'd really go back here. I'm like, hey, what are you guys eating today? What do you mean? This is what we got. I'm like, no, no, no. What are you guys eating today? Yeah. 
then they kind of grin. They said, I'm like, okay, when you get some of that, you know, why come, they come would, holler at me. They, yeah, yeah, you know, they're, they're, they're fixing their, you know, they're, they got the access to all the goods. They're going to fix it. You know, you had another guy that uh, oversaw him. Okay. You know, but they, you know, he turned a blind eye a lot. Sure. Just, I mean, it's food. It's food. You know, and, and the guys that have the, all the fucking big knives while I'm stuck in this kitchen with them, mm-hmm. I'd like them to be in a pretty good mood. Yes. If at all possible. Yeah, you kind of want to stay on the good side of those guys. Are the knives like um, like got a wire hooked to the... the the, the, the Yes. Yeah. yeah, they do. So you're not you just know, wheeling it, knives No, around. but I mean, the, there's a, you know, shadow box like you would think of or... Yeah. At the end of the at the end of every shift, you know, it's it's all counted and yeah, checked off and verified and all that stuff. But you know, they're still transferring them, whatever officers in there is transferring that knife to whatever workstation that they're at. Yeah, if you've got, if you're the only one back there and you got fifteen guys working in the thing, they want that knife. They're going to get the knife. They're they're going to take it. They're going to get. Yeah, it. yeah. That's the reason I say. Uh, the inmates run the prison. Sure, for sure they do. And you almost need them to in some in in situations yes. like that, because is the state going to pay civilians to come in and cook? No, no, you know, right. So I mean, it's you know, it's uh. Whenever I walked away from corrections, they thought, uh, you know, a lot of the guys were like, "Well, I cannot believe you're quitting this job," you know, with a you know, with great pay, and. I say great paid, as good as you could find for the area that I was in. Right. And uh, insurance and all that stuff. And I said, I think I would, at that time I was had seven years in. I said, I can't do 23 more years here, man. No. I, I can't do it. Seven years is long enough. Seven years was long as, you know. So whenever I walked away from it, that was absolutely the best thing I ever did. It was the worst job I ever had. Bar none. It was the worst job I ever had. Oh, I, I I don't have anything to say because I couldn't put in for the application. Like, I, I know myself well enough to know. I don't like driving. I'm not going to, I don't like driving long distance. I get bored. I'm not going to be a truck driver. I, I, it's just not right. for me. And I know that right. for a fact. Right. I didn't grow up in that area where blah, blah, blah. But I just, uh, I, I don't have the temperament. No okay. way. I don't have the same temperament as you do. I, I, no way. And just that feeling of, fucking complete vulnerability it makes me nervous sitting here talking to you about it 20 years later well yeah and also it's the uh you you at the end of the day you never felt like uh you accomplished a goddamn thing really never you know like if you're a construction worker and you put up a wall yeah at the end of the day you can go i put that up today there's a wall there's a wall there. look there's a wall right there's a wall i i, I you know i did that at the end of the day, whenever you walk, a, you, you don't ever have any, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like sense of accomplishment? Absolutely. Yeah. You, you it's didn't like a mail any, room. You didn't have anything. Yeah. None of that. You're just like, well, there was eight hours of nothingness. I'll no, never get that back. And no appreciation. Yeah. No nothing. It, it was, it was a horrible place. And a, I, a horrible I, job. Dude, I can't, I, I'm, I'm with you. I can't imagine. You, uh, before we started recording, you were telling me about um, how you circled into the, what do you call it, gang identification, like group or team? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, uh, you know, there was, you tried to keep 
certain gang members away from other gang members. Look, we know that this is how the, this facility runs. Right. We, we're very, we right. understand that there's Bloods, Crips, Latin Kings, White Pops. Right, all, of, all that in there. So what we can try to do is minimize the, what, contact space between? Yep, that's, that's right. And, you know, and ultimately you can't. There's too many of them. So you're going to have some. A little bit of crossover. A little bit of crossovers there. But what you can't do is put a blood and a crip in one cell. No. You just won't do that. No, no but, you know, it, like uh, if you start having problems on wings, you know, I would recognize it. And I'll, I'll just, for example, throw, if it was a gangster disciple and uh, I knew and this guy is given me a particularly hard time, doesn't want to lock up whenever it's lock up time, mm-hmm. mouth and this and that, I would absolutely find out who the chief was on that wing. What's going on? And I would go to him. I wouldn't go to wouldn't go to the guy. The GD, the, the guy who's running that? Okay. Yeah, I would go whoever was running that wing. And I would knock on him. I'd tap on the, the cell door, and he'd say, well, CEO Norbert, what can I do for you? I'm like, hey. your, boy, your boy down here and such and such, what's going on with him? Now, what's he doing to you? I was like, well, nothing to me particularly. He just doesn't want to abide by the, any, any, any rules in this net. I apologize, CEO Norbert. You won't have any problems out of him once, ever again. And then maybe two or three days, dude walks by and he's got a fucking shiner on his eye, and he may cut you a dirty look, but that, he does. He 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 won't he won't retaliate. That's the end of it. That's the end of it, because each one of those affiliations have their own own thing going on inside the prison. You know what I mean? For like, instance, uh, you know, I I can't say which gang or which faction or anything is doing certain things, but like one of them would be. Running food, stealing food from the gallery, taking it back, selling it for, you know, smokes on the wing. Yeah. Or you know, I mean, I'm not. You, you could smell them cooking, cooking food, in the cell. In the cell. Yeah. Sure. You know, and then some of them might be like, well, I'll get you a certain amount of things to make your hooch out of, you know, your sugar and your juices and stuff like right, that. Right. Right. And in turn, you get me, you know. Some drugs brought in. Yeah. So whenever the whenever there's different gangs that are doing that and they're all working, I guess kind of together uh, to, of get, course. to get their own shit. Yeah. Then they they don't want any attention brought to them. No. You know. So you got loudmouth over here that wants to spout off and not, you know, lock up or do whatever. Yeah. You know, he calls them in. It's just like you talking to a kid. You're fucking with my money. Hey, you motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, organized no, crime being the same. They yeah. don't want John Gotti was too flashy. No. That was the problem. Right. They all want to look like they're just homeless people in Cadillacs. Absolutely. You know. That's and and it's the same way. You know, you're messing with my money, my time, how I'm going to do it. You know, in whenever they encounter something like that, they take care of their own. Yeah. You know, but I, like I say, I'm I'm not going to argue with dipshit over here. That's that's causing me the problems. Right. I'll I'm go. Not, to- I'll find out who your dad is. Yeah. I'll, I'll go tell him. Yeah. That's basically what it is. Wow. Yeah. So. And then, so what is the leading cause of contraband since you said that getting into prison? Is it visitations? Is yep. it mail? Well, mail is all gone through. So it's. It, but like. Officers. I've, I've seen before that they can, they'll put uh, like black tar heroin behind the stamp. 
Oh, that could be. I know. And that, sometimes they'll get caught, of course. But. Right. Um, I would say visitations would be a big one. You know, I'm sure through the mail some. You know, the visitations they are completely stripped out and going into the visitation and completely stripped out whenever they're done. Right. So. But then, how does it work? Swallow it, shit it out later, probably. Something like that. And Don, there's also um, there, there's there's dirty officers just like there's dirty cops. You know. Yeah, but dude, if they have no currency to a free person, an inmate has very little to offer me that I can't get myself, mm-hmm. excuse me, or that I don't already have. Mm-hmm. What what can you, the Latin Kings or the Pecker Woods or whatever, what can you offer me as a corrections officer that I can't do? On my, I'm leaving here in two and a half hours. I'll go get my own fucking cheeseburger. Right, right. So what 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 would be the incentive for an officer? They may get something over on them. Oh, okay. So I saw you do this. This oh, okay. Let okay. me get something over on him and like, hey, you know, uh, on such and such date, you know, I was, you did this or did that, and I seen what you did. And if you don't bring me in, you know, pack some, of smokes, pack of smokes, and then if you bring in the pack of smokes, then he's really fucking got you. Yeah, because now he's and then he's like, okay, thanks for those smokes. By the way, every Friday, every Friday we're gonna do this, and then it just progresses. Wow like that so like do you remember what would one cigarette be worth i don't know how what it would be worth i know that like uh most of them were rolls they do they okay. their own because if it was a cigarette that had a filter on it that was called a cadillac that was high dollar that was high dollar because if, if that if that cigarette had a filter well that's a, that was a cadillac smoke but back then could they buy their own leaf tobacco and papers and shit they could for a while they could they could get it through their commissary, but uh, and I think maybe some of them still can. But I know they they cut it off. Hell, while I was still in Pontiac, they they got rid of it. Oh, I that, bet that caused a fucking problem. That was because that was one of the big deals. And like, you know what this going to cause? Yeah, you know, are you sure? Are you sure we're going to do it? But they they did it. So and but I guess it causes problems to have anyway, right? Because if I debt is a big deal. For sure. So if I give you something and you don't pay me back, I have to do what I have to do or else I'm a punk. Right. Blah, blah, blah. That's, so that so that causes its own set of problems. So it's like... Prison law. Right. So which one of these is, uh, you know, again, juice worth the squeeze. If, right. If we take these away from these guys, there's going to be a fucking problem for right. a while. And, and now we've got to worry about shit getting brought in. Officers being involved. All of that. Yep. Da, 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 da. Yep. yep. Over just some smokes and... You know, it's uh, wouldn't be worth it to me. Right? Did I did I say on here? Was that before we were talking? What my sister told me about the pinky nail? Was that before we it were? Was before I think, yeah. So she had she was telling me the other day that, uh, and I, she didn't say specifically what, but it, 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 let's just call it weed. A fingernail. If you look at your fingernail, people, while you're listening to this or driving or whatever you're doing, hopefully, um, if you look at your fingernail, that amount. There's no way it's anything more than weed. Because heroin, well, heroin costs less on the street, but harder to get and worth more. I don't know. That's weird. Anyway, the amount of your pinky fingernail is like 100 bucks where she's at. $100. So what happens there? You have your parents or grandparents on the outside that are putting money on your books, and you pay back that $100 with 10 ramens, Whatever to somebody else's commissary, you know they would have 
their they would they have their parents put the money on on yours on mine. Oh, that's, well, well why a, would the prison system allow them to do that? Like, don't they know that that's not, or, or is there is that not re- really they, regulated? They, yeah, well, they can't really. Well, they didn't back then. They, you know, if if there was somebody, if 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 you was in prison, I could call and say, "Hey, I want to put a hundred dollars on, on on Dom's books." Okay. They don't. Are you? No. Are you family? No. Are you a relative? Oh, there were some that had thousands of dollars on their books. There's not like a cap, like. Mm. Something's going on here because you know they got uh, they're getting paid too if they have a job right you know they're getting paid piddly stuff but yeah another thing with that though is is if they have any kind of debt from like what are their the court costs or right anything that's all going straight there first right states going to get their money yeah absolutely one way or another my sister makes fifty dollars a month yeah in the what what's the infirmer in the infirmary yeah she uh, brings these. Older ladies, juice and cleans and and shit like that. Right. Fifty. She's like, I'm one of the highest paid people here. I'm like, oh yeah, what are you making? She's fifty bucks a month. I'm like, whoa. Right. Stop right. the press. Yeah. But yeah. she was telling me that uh, a couple of the older ladies living in there, much like the guy with cancer, right? They're just mm-hmm. older people. They're lifers. And yeah. I'm like, well, Nikki, you know, you know what you got to do, pretty much to get life. She's like, yeah. And I'm like, so just because they're old, kind of watch your shit, you know? Absolutely. I, She yeah. might be a little old lady, but she's done it before. She might be able to do it again. goes back to what I was telling you about to these guys that, that were on death row. I mean, they, you know, there's guys on there that five foot nothing, 130-something pounds. But I'll cut you up. Will absolutely kill you. I enjoy working out, mental health, physical health, all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I have such a fucking time like gaining weight, getting into shit. It's 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 a lot of hard work. Now, some of these dudes of course have 15 years to put forward, but they have little to no we're looking at my equipment now. Little to none of that shit. Mm-hmm. How is it that they do that? How 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 do they, how are they so fucking jacked? Uh a lot of them they go through the calisthenics things until they like if they're in segregation and do a lot of calisthenics inside their cell. Um, and, you know, death row, those guys are people that was up in Pontiac. You know, they only went out to the pods, and the only thing they could do was walk around. But if you get to other, like, m- medium or medium max, yeah. security, they got weight rooms. Yeah, I think in the California prison system, or or I've heard on TV, like, they took away weight. Like, yeah. we're talking, like, uh, what's that fucking one out there? Pelican Bay and shit like oh, they had yeah, to take yeah. free weights away. But they still have bars and you yeah, know shit yeah. you can do. Oh, the free weights that they could sneak in there and absolutely bludgeon somebody with. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they they had they had weight rooms in where at in Western. But so like, ours. but would the white dudes get it Monday, Wednesday? Oh like, yeah, they had. I never did follow how they. But they had it set up. Oh sure. Other than that, though, let's just, with the calisthenic, like, you know, you'd be walking by doing your patrol mm-hmm. every, uh, whatever it is, you, you, there would be guys just all day long. I mean, of course you take breaks, but like. Oh, out from, to the yard? Well, or it just in their cell and seg. They would just be hitting push-ups and burpees and shit. Absolutely. It would just, they would look like physical specimens. Right. I mean, it was literally just, 
absolutely, you know, two percent body fat right. or something. You know, it was ridiculous how how, and it's not just the physical. There is the talent that is locked up in prison is you couldn't believe it. I I can't. I've only heard stories. I mean, there's there's uh, another case in point on how another officer got hooked up is there was a artist that could do the pencil drawings. And he had, was so good, and it was so lifelike, that one of the officers brought in a picture of his kids and asked him to do one, and he did. He did it for him and gave it back to him, and he was like, that there in itself is an, is an infraction. You cannot interact with inmates to that degree. You just can't. Nor would you want anybody to have a picture of your children. I That's can't, right. all these people on fucking social media is nuts when they're minor right, children, you right. know, but... Yeah, because you don't know this guy may be the next Picasso or whatever, you know, famous artist, but he also may be a sick bastard, and now he knows what your kids look like. Right, and so. and if you're close enough with him to be able to ask him to do this, there might have been a conversation about where you're from. Mm-hmm. He might know somebody in that town, another mm-hmm. Latin king, da 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 yeah. And then, hey, run by this dude's house <laughs> Just knock on the door, let his wife know we know who, right. you know what I mean? Right. It's, that, that could get you in a situation. Yeah, there was a uh, inmate, Henry Alleman. Do you know who this is? No. He was a Henry the Hitman out of Chicago. Okay. Mob guy? Yeah, okay. mob, mob guy. He was on my wing whenever I was working at Western. I, I could not ask for a better better inmate to have on my wing. Really? Absolutely. You know how many people he killed? Uh, don't know... There's a special on it. You can look it up. Really? Yeah, it's on A and E, and and uh, I'm sure you could YouTube just you know if you was Henry the Hitman. Henry the Hitman. Check Ol- him out. Alleman, huh? Is his name? And five foot one, five foot two, 130 pounds. But you know it doesn't take. But uh, another guy I worked with uh, was asking him. He's like, hey, you know, he was. Get to the, you know, you see these guys every day. They, you get to where you bullshit a little bit. A little bit. And this guy was just in general pop, you know. I mean, he, was, he wasn't, he was out and about. And he said, hey, my, me and my wife's getting ready to have an anniversary. Can you recommend a restaurant up in Chicago? Because that's where he's from. Yeah. Well, this guy had his own restaurant. He had lots and lots and lots of money. He's like, hey, go, uh, this is Henry talking, said, told him, Go up to so-and-so, tell him Henry sent you. They'll take care of you. And as soon as he did, I said, Dave, you fucked up, bud. Is that too much? That's too much. Is it? Yeah. Because if he goes up there, and he knew he did. He knew he had screwed up. He didn't take him up on it. You know what I'm saying? He didn't go up there to Henry's uh, restaurant and say, hey, Henry sent me. You know, that type of thing. Because yeah. that's, that's a favor that's given from an inmate to an officer, and that's, you know, strictly... But he, uh, my buddy was, like, nervous about it. Do you think he's going to call up here? Do you think this? I said, I don't know what's going on. I, I would I would absolutely squelch the whole deal. The whole deal. The talking about it. You know, the, can you do me a favor? This guy's a hit, man. So. Yeah. 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 For the right price, he'll kill you. He's already in here. Yeah, uh, he might not really need that much of a. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a it's not a moral dilemma with him at this point. No, this guy uh, would get on get on a motorcycle. You have a target. You have a little sawed off gun. If you wait for you to hit a stop sign, he'd pull up. Just boom, like that. Just blow your head off and just 
Uh, just keep keep on going like it was nothing. You know this from watching docs and yes. stuff on him. Yeah. Wow. And interviews with him. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. And he was pretty cool, just guy that could kill you for money. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that was just you know, I don't think uh, I don't think he really did things to people that didn't weren't on his list. You know? Yeah, right, right. To right. me, it was just to, to business. Him, to him, it was just his job. That's just what he did. Wow. So. How fascinating, man. Yep, yep. Well, I don't think we're done. I have to get a kid to lacrosse practice, but I think we could probably do a couple more days on this. But uh, yeah. thank you so much for coming down and, no problem, and man. talking with me. That's awesome. I enjoyed it, man. Yeah, it was a good time. Did it get a little bit easier as you got going? Yeah, 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 yeah. What, yeah. A little what, jitters there at first. At first? Oh, yeah. I couldn't you know. tell. You rolled yeah. into it. Yeah, it was, uh, you know. Worried about stammering and shit I hear like you. that, you know, no, that type of thing. But, well, imagine yeah. doing this by yourself and trying to keep it going for an hour. It's like, <laughs> I don't have any fucking thing to talk about, you know what yeah. I mean? We, we killed an hour, didn't we? We killed an hour and 56 minutes. There we go. We did all right. Yeah. Did you have anything on your paper you wanted got, to talk about, or was that just in case we I think we, we hit, hit it, man. Yeah, cool. Good deal. Yeah, yeah, we did it. Well, let's do it again. I like it. Thanks, buddy. Hey, everybody out there, thanks for uh, checking me out again. If you could, you know, download and all that shit, send it to your buddies. I'd appreciate it. Uh, we will see you guys next time. Um, Ben, this will be out. Uh, I got one coming for this Monday. This will be out next Monday. So we'll get it. We'll get it going as soon as we can. Sounds good, man. All right. Thanks for coming down, buddy. I appreciate you. All right. Buddy. You guys take care. Be good. See ya.